two dudes, trillions of stars. This is Play on Arrival, a weekly video game forecast brought to you by RPGera.com. Here at Play on Arrival, we'll be running down the biggest and hottest games releasing each week, talking about the new releases we've been playing since we last spoke, and looking ahead to the most anticipated games releasing next week. I'm your host, Brian, and joining me on the show today, it is Niall. Hey, hey, hey. everybody, everybody knows me, Niall. Been around forever. <laughs> you might also know me as host of a uh, host of the new podcast about trying to trying to say goodbye and choking Macy Gray on arrival. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! I haven't thought about her in twenty years, twenty five years. Yeah. Well, she tried to walk away, but she stumbled. So I know. Yeah. <laughs> Is she still around doing things? I have no idea. Oh, you, you know what? I think she won, or she was on, like, you know, like, Eurovision? There was, like, a Eurovision I do, America? and the only reason I know about that is because of you and the media files. Yeah, she was on, there was, like, an American Eurovision, and she was, like, on it. Huh, interesting. Well. It was called, okay, hold on, hold on. This is, this is insane. It was called America Song Contest. It was in, okay. tw- it was last year. It was 2022. Oh, wow. They had 56... Uh, uh, 50 total, 50, 50 something entrants, entry, entry people, and it was one from each state or province or what territory. I don't know. I don't know what the word is there. But Macy Gray was one of them. Huh. Isn't that what crazy? state? What state did she represent? I don't have a clue. I need to find it. Jewel was from Jewel was Alaska. Oh wow! Did Macy Gray win? She probably didn't win, did she? Michael Bolton was Connecticut. Oh wow! <laughs> Yeah, they had like famous people. That's crazy. I didn't even know about that show. Yeah, I didn't either until like I I got Cisco was from Maryland. He was. I wonder who wrapped Ohio. Uh, I'll tell you, Ohio. Uh, oh. Machine Gun Kelly. What does Ohio start with? Oh. An O. I know. Nevada. Nevada was Crystal Method, which is honestly sick. That's cool. Because Crystal Method's dope. Um, Ohio. Macy Gray. There you go. Oh wow, Macy Gray wrapped Ohio. (laughs) Yeah. Ever heard of her? That's crazy. There you go, Uh, Macy Gray, Ohio. Macy Gray's from Ohio? Oh, she's from Canton. Wow, she really is. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. All right. The, it, it's all crazy. This entire thing is insane. The, most of the people on here I've never heard of, like Chloe Hendricks from North Dakota. Who's who's that, right? No idea. No yeah. idea. Jonah Prill from Montana. Tia Jonas brother? UG Skywalking from Indiana. And they, they, like, they don't even have Wikipedia pages, so, like, they're not famous. Yeah. But there were maybe, some. Maybe, maybe they're amateurs. Bolton. Yeah, Michael Bolton. I, I think they are. Uh, the winner, the winner of the contest was Alexa from Oklahoma. Alexa what? Uh, I, that's like her, I don't, her stage name is Alexa. Oh, I don't know. I wonder if it's like the Amazon Alexa. I wonder if it was AI. Oh, she's a, she's a K-pop singer. Oh. From Oklahoma? I, this awesome. whole thing, I need to do some more research here. <laughs> she's, she, okay, uh, okay, this says she lives in South Korea. I, I need to really, <laughs> this is, this is Sounds rigged. Stuff. Sounds I have rigged. no idea what's good. She represented her home state, Oklahoma, in NBC's American Song Contest with the song Wonderland. Interesting. All right. Never heard of the show. Never heard of her. But congrats to her. She won. Yeah, congrats a lot. She beat Michael Alexa. Bolton. Yeah. The South Korean from Oklahoma. Beat Michael Bolton. That's saying something. And Macy Gray. <laughs> and Macy Gray from Canton, Ohio. Special shout out to Occam's Laser for the music you hear today during the show. Go check them out wherever you can find music and people, including YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Facebook, Instagram, and X. You won't be disappointed. 
Please take a moment and do us a favor if you'd be so kind. Head on over to Apple Podcasts or whichever app you've chosen to listen to us on and drops a quick rating and review. Really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tiers, see what we're doing. And if you feel inclined, toss a couple bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen to the episodes as the episode speak works wonders as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, Jexx and Zanku. All right. All right. Well, as we move into current conditions, uh, currently I am not doing so hot in fantasy football this week. <laughs> I'm doing okay. The, uh, you're doing okay. Yeah. I'm hanging in right. there. You're hanging in there. Dan is projected now to beat me, which, you know, unfortunate. Um, Joe Burrow did absolutely nothing, but congrats to the Cleveland Browns winning 24 to three today. That's always uh, going to make me happy. Even if I really only have David and Joku on my fantasy team who didn't do shit today, but uh, that's all right. That's all right. I actually have Jerome Ford as well. Picked him up just in case um, off the waiver wire, but he also only got like four points today. He's on the bench, so it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, not doing as well as I thought I would in fantasy football week one. We'll see how it goes. We have the RPG era league still going. Uh, me, you, Sean, Dan, Frank, Joe, the chode. Who else is in there? Uh, Mitch, uh, Alex Mitch messenger. There, yeah. Yeah. Zanku and, uh, Jangles, Paul. Paul. Yeah. yeah. Those are the, those are the 10 of us. If I'm able to pull off a win this week, I have so many injured players like Three of my top five picks are all injured right now. And so you're going against able- Sean, who generally it's me, Sean, and Alex in the one, two, and three spot yeah, so at the I end can of take the out, season. If I can take out Sean without three of my top five. And right now happy. you're actually projected to win, Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna all come down to how Justin Fields plays against Green Bay. So Sean's uh, Sean's guys didn't do that hot this morning. Um, so, but he left some points on the bench too, which sucks for him. But anyway, this week for play on arrival, we're not just talking football and fantasy football. We are talking a bunch of stars and everything that we're talking about today for current conditions on play on arrival this week. We're actually doing a separate BG mania episode on, you know, our video game music podcast. If you don't listen to that one, Kyle and I are going to be sitting down later this week and talking more in depth on the first game we're going to cover. And then next weekend. So technically this weekend, Bedroth and I will be doing a bonus episode on the second game that we're going to talk about. So we're just going to briefly touch on these two games here for Play on Arrival. If you want to hear more on these, I encourage you to go check out the BG Mania episodes where we'll be playing music from the games, talking more in depth about the games, and, and really just giving them more of a focus because both games deserve more than just a few minutes here on Play on Arrival, uh, especially, especially our first game. And that's the one that I haven't even touched yet because I'm still trying to get through and I will finish either today or tomorrow I will finally finish and put a pin in Trails of Cold Steel 3 I am at the end of chapter 4 and the final chapter is not short but relatively shorter than chapters 3 and 4 those two chapters were the longest of the game so I'm in the final quote unquote um, stretch of chapter 4 I already did the final dungeon of chapter 4 But I'm doing the summer festival events now, which takes a few hours to do. And then there will be like another final dungeon in chapter five that I'll have to go through. So I'll finish that maybe today, more realistically, probably tomorrow. And then I'll be jumping more into the two games we're talking about because I haven't even I installed it 126 gigs or whatever it was. 
I installed and made space on my Xbox series for Starfield, but I haven't even jumped in and created my character yet. So I don't really have anything. I've listened to like 75% of the soundtrack, but I've not actually touched the game. But I know you are several hours in. I am so, several hours in at this point. Yeah, and, uh, just as a general, how you feeling on Starfield? How is it? We'll talk more in depth on BG Mania this week. You know, I'm a I'm a sucker for Bethesda RPGs. This is a, def- a Bethesda RPG through and through. Um, That's the first thing you said to me. It was me, you, and I think Sean. Yeah. And we were in Discord because Sean and I were powering through leveling and playing some hardcore Warcraft because I died. Again, as after we uh, talked yeah. last week, I also and have died. You are also dead week. now. <laughs> yeah, rip. But Sean and I finally got my character to to level ten, and I have not died again since. But I've also really not played again since. Um, my end game was just reaching level ten. Right. But um, I remember the first thing you said when you jumped in. Boy, this is a Bethesda RPG, boys. <laughs> Man, it's, you know, there is a, I've played so much Fallout and so much, so much Skyrim in my life that the engine of itself just feels familiar, right? The way that things look, the way the dialogue looks, the character's faces, the way the character moves, all of that just feels so familiar if you've played and interacted in Bethesda RPGs ever at all. And that's exactly how this looks, plays, and feels. Uh, And it's, and for me, somebody who likes those games a lot, I'm really, really enjoying it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Did you did you create the same character that you uh, that you always make? Tall, skinny, black guy with white beard. Yeah. You bet I did. You <laughs> bet I did. <laughs> he was your cyberpunk character. Uh, he's my Diablo character. He's it's always it's always a tall, skinny, black guy with a white beard. Um, any any you know I don't know I don't know why I don't know I don't even know when that started, but it feels it's just home. That's just my character. In my in my brain, you know, in the canon of my head, he, he's a time traveler that's going through all these different places and experiencing all these different uh, adventures and and time periods and and settings. And it's the same guy in all. I of mean, them. it's kind of cool. Yeah, kind of a cool yeah. RP. He's he's kind of like Brian Boitano from South Park. <laughs> He just, what would, he, what would Brian Boitano do if he were here today? I'm sure he'd kick an ass or two. That's what <laughs> Brian Boitano did. <laughs> Fought off the aliens, built the pyramids. He, you know, he did it all. So yeah. that's, that's my that's my RPG character. Nice. He, nice. he will eventually take place in Baldur's Gate. You know, he will he will have a spot there. And, and you could make a perfect rendition of him in Baldur's Gate. I know. Let me tell I you, know. that's a great character creator. With some great the, music. Well, the character creator in Starfield's really great too, man. It's it's very okay. In how depth in depth and, is it? How in depth? I mean, you can create whatever you want to create for the most part. It's a uh, it's rather in depth, and then the the way that you create the background of your character and kind of give him your starting skills and abilities, and it's it's a uh, you know they're the ones you start with, but you can pick up any others later as you level up and start dumping XP and points into stuff. So oh, so you're not just stuck to the the backgrounds that you choose at the beginning. You are stuck to the traits that you choose, but not the skills. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What traits did you choose again? Oh boy. Um, one of them is is that he's part of like this super holier than thou religion that looks down on everybody that's not them, and and you get locked out of certain quest lines for this, but as a as a reward, you get items from them. You can get certain items from them. Um, another one is that you are a 
free colonial set, settle, uh, settler. And so you're kind of against the big government of the universe that's currently taking place. The UC is what they call it. And uh, you are this like nomad that kind of wants to take down the government. That's another one. And the other one is that I'm an extrovert and I get extra, I think, damage and health maybe if I have party members with me. And then I have a, a deficit of health if I'm adventuring by myself. I've heard a lot of people going either the introvert or extrovert trait. Yeah. Because introverts of what they do. the opposite yeah yeah if you don't have party members with you you get a bonus yeah i've heard a lot of people choosing those two um there are quite a few interesting ones you just chose based on the text and what it said right you didn't actually look anything up yeah yeah i i chose based on what sounded cool and the way that i like i know that i like to play these games the actual like and when I say class, the class that you choose just decides the three abilities that you start with. Uh, so so the, the class that I chose was Xenobiologist because it helps me with scanning planets for like life forms and resources. And then I think I get a boost to laser guns, which would have been really great, except there's no laser guns at the beginning of the game. So like I haven't even used that yet. But um, that I remember always enjoying playing with the laser guns in the Fallout games. And so that's what I... That's what I want to do in this game as well. Uh, but it's, it's man, it just feels like a Fallout game. It's just Fallout in space. That's Fallout all it is. Space, like, that's, and that's like what Fallout, we wanted. Yeah. If you like Fallout, you'll love this. Yeah. I'm looking forward to playing it. Um, it probably won't be the next game that I play because I am going to take a bit of a break uh, with the Legend of Heroes for probably a month or so before I jump into Trails of Cold Steel 4 and then cap things off with Reverie, the last two games in the series. Uh, although the the new one does come out next week that I already have access to, thanks to our friends over at NAS America, but it's not a mainline game. It's just a spinoff side game that doesn't take place anywhere in the uh, timeline of events. So I'll play that one at some point too, um, hopefully this year, because I'd like to just say, hey, I did it all. I, I played them all in one year. But um, I think I'm going to jump into Starfield after I play the next game that we're going to talk about here for current conditions on Play on Arrival. And that's Sea of Stars, because I've already technically started that one. That one, Bedroth and I recorded a bonus episode of BG Mania 4 that will post this coming up weekend. We recorded that the other day, and I wanted to at least have, just like Starfield, which I didn't get a chance to do, I didn't, I wasn't able to jump into, but Sea of Stars, I did find some time to play for about an hour and a half before we recorded that bonus episode of BG Mania. So since I've already started that one, I'd like to just, and that one is by all accounts shorter than Starfield, even though it probably is, you know, 40 to 50 hours to get the true ending in Sea of Stars, which is the better ending. Uh, Everybody has been saying, even Zanku has already finished it. Uh, He's got both endings at this point, but uh, dude's an animal when it comes to finishing these games. He sure is. Um, But he also said and kind of reflected the similar sentiments of people online that the normal ending in Sea of Stars, which you get after fighting the first final boss, is very lackluster. Kind of sucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you need to do some post game quests, which they give you, right? They tell you what you need to do. And then there's another boss you fight and hey, a better ending. So I'll do all that. And by all accounts, that takes 40 to 50 hours. But still, that's a drop in the bucket when it comes to how many hours we'll probably spend in Starfield, which I assume if you do everything or try to do everything is is very lengthy. Now, I don't know. I actually have not looked up. How long to beat for Starfield? I wonder if anyone has put in. Oh wow, main story is only eighteen hours. Yeah, 
that tracks. I mean, with with the Fallout games, you can finish those in just a, That's like twelve true. hours or something. You know, main you plus main, main, main plus side says fifty hours, which yeah. is probably around what I would do. Uh, completionist, two hundred and five hours. Yeah, the the side quests in these games are always a lot of fun. So yeah, I imagine I in Fallout Four, I think I dumped like seventy to eighty hours before I considered myself done, and that was main story and all the quests that I wanted to do and the exploration stuff that I wanted to do. Sure. So I assumed with Starfield, I would get right around eighty hours. Um, which is, again, longer than what I will spend in Sea of Stars. So I think I'm going to do Sea of Stars next. Then I'll do Starfield. Then I probably will do the spinoff game to The Legend of Heroes just to do something different. And then I'll move back into Cold Steel 4 and Reverie. But I also want to get to the the new Like a Dragon game that comes out in November once it releases. So I think my rest of my year is pretty much figured out. Pretty uh, bad, I don't know yeah. how I'm going to get to Mortal Kombat 1 and Alan Wake 2 and the Mario games coming yeah. and yeah. all the shit that I want to play. But uh, Sea of Stars, right? So I'm only an hour and a half in. I've done the prologue. I went through the first area that you get when you leave the prologue because the the way Sea of Stars is set up, it's kind of a cool concept, right? You start out, you're introduced to these characters, Zale and Valir. Um, and both of them are, what are they? Celestial warriors. What do they call uh, them? Solstice warriors. Solstice, Solstice warriors. warriors yeah. That's what it is. One of them, Valir being tied to the night and the moon, Zale being tied to the sun. And they were both brought to this village on their respective summer or winter solstice, which is kind of a cool story. Um, they give you the choice of which character you want to play as when you start the game, but it doesn't fucking matter because you're able to, yeah, you're able to switch out to the other character free will whenever you're in the game. It doesn't matter. Changes nothing about the story. Um, there's nothing different depending on who you choose. Like at the beginning, right? Zale goes left if you choose Valir and Valir goes right. But if you chose Zale, well, Zale goes right and Valir goes left. Like, they don't even change up the areas that you play in. Who did you choose? I chose Zale. Okay, so Bedroth and I both chose Valir. Yeah. So, um... I am really liking what I've played of Sea of Stars, right? It starts out, you introduce these characters on the mountain path, and then you get through a little bit of uh, 10 years ago with them as kids showing how they got to this point, which I thought was really interesting and a nice way to introduce some of the other characters that you'll see throughout the story, I'm assuming, and just kind of where they got to and how they got there. Uh, sewing their piece of fabric over and over and over again for years, which I thought was hilarious. Um, and then, you know, you get their adults and you're back to where basically you were when the game actually started. Right. Um, you, I think, are pretty far into Sea of Stars. Are you not? I'm not super far. No, I've I've done the first few main quests. Uh, and have and have reached maybe between a quarter and a third of the way into the game. I've you know I've I've been home all weekend and I have been so freaking busy this weekend that I haven't I have not played any video games. I haven't played Sea of Stars or Starfield. You've been all home, but you've been busy. What are you doing? Are you are you picking up Sean's traits and like building a house or something in your backyard? Nah, man. I was I was like I wasn't feeling well on Friday after work, and so I kind of just laid down and hung out with Lindsay for a little bit, and then went to bed. 
I got a pet yesterday. You did. You got your gecko. Yeah, we got a gecko. Um, he's really cute, man. He's it's, it's one of those things where it's like dad doesn't want to do it, and then dad does it, and then dad's like, oh, best friend. Um, but he's, it, it was it's one of Just my. Wait till you get a dog. So this was not nah, allergic to those, but I know. But you're gonna get one eventually. You got one. You gotta get no, a dog. No, no, I don't want a dog. A pit this bull. is this is like it, it was one of my no way. It was one of my <laughs> one of my kids' birthdays, so this was a birthday present. Um. And then, uh, and then I had other stuff to do yesterday and I've just been tired. Head's kind of hurt. I've been kind of nauseous. And so I've had low energy lately, but I will, I'm going to get a little deeper into Sea of Stars. I got to say, man, you know, I played Chained Echoes last year, which was yeah, great game. kind of the, the big name, you know, high, highly re- regarded RPG that came out last year. Um, and I enjoyed Chained Echoes. I never finished it, but I did enjoy what I played of it. This one, I think is a masterpiece. I am enjoying it so much more than I I enjoyed Chain Echoes. Uh, it feels very much like Super Mario RPG meets Chrono Trigger, which is what it was meant to be. Yeah, and I love both of those things. And so they they've got a good mashup. I like the combat system. I like the characters, and the graphics are are without fail stunning. Oh yeah, even the the audio design in the game is stunning, dude. Like yeah. There's moments where the music drops out and you just hear the wilderness in the background or the sound effects and that kind of yeah. stuff. It's it's amazing. It would never have been possible on the Super Nintendo, but Bedroth said it perfectly in our BG Mania episode. Like, it's how we remember the Super Nintendo, but the Super Nintendo never sounded like that. But it's in our head of how course, we remember yeah. it sounding because we were all kids. Right, right. It it's it looks good. It sounds good. It plays really well. I've had no problems with this game. I, it's hard to find something to complain about with Sea of Stars. Yeah, and that's kind of how I feel just, you know, only having about an hour and a half worth of experience with it. It is the game that I really want to get to next once I put a feather in Cold Steel 3. So I think I have my order set for now of games that I want to move into. But goddamn, dude, I have things from Gamefly that are just sitting there. Armored Core 6, uh, Immortals of Avium, and more things coming out that I yeah. want to rent from Gamefly. I don't I, I don't know how I can do it at this point. Like, I just, I don't think I can. Like, I have to really pick the ones that stick out to me most to play. Because right. 2023 has been, it's been insane. Yeah, it's been, it's been the craziest year that I can remember. And uh, it's not stopping. You know, I think, no. I think Mortal Kombat's going to be Banger after banger. And that's Super fucking Mario next Wonder's week. Super Mario going to be great. Yeah. Mortal Kombat be... and Lies of P are both next. Next week. Yep, yep. And Lies of P is right up my alley. That's one that I would put near the top because of the Bloodborne elements. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> it's tough, man. I, I just. Ooh, Devontae Smith for a touchdown. There oh, you go. There you go. There you pick go. Up, well, there I go, too. Bit. I have him as well in, in our league. <laughs> you have him in one league and I have him in another. Yep. <laughs> That's what we need. <laughs> that actually put me now projected to finish ahead of Dan because Keenan Allen also. Um, Got 36 yards reception already, too. Very nice. All right. Well, maybe there's a chance, Dan. Oh, and Philadelphia is just destroying the Patriots. So Yeah, they're they're killing it. They've got 20 points for me as a defense so far. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. But I think that's going to wrap us up in current conditions. Like I said, both of those games, we're going to have more to talk about uh, this week, actually. On BG Mania, the Starfield episode will post first. The Sea of Stars episode will post second. So kind of in the same order we did them here in current conditions. Both will be available by the end of the week. If you're interested in hearing more on those, especially hearing the soundtrack, go check those episodes out. But we are now going to transition into the seven-day forecast, where we have one of the biggest forecasts we've had in quite some time. Uh, Not necessarily in, like, 
high profile AAA games, just in the amount of games that are worth mentioning that are coming out this week. So we have 12 games to talk about. Let's jump into the seven day forecast. There's a few big games, I guess, in this week, um, but still not necessarily like earth shattering. They're going right, to sell right. millions of copies type games. But by and large, are there? I, I would be remiss if I didn't consider a few of these games big, but most of them are definitely on the smaller scale or double A side of things, including our first game, even though it's one of my most anticipated, if not <laughs> my most anticipated game this week. Game number one coming on Tuesday to PC, PS5 and PS4, Eternite. Eater Nights is a dating action game where you try to make the most out of life during the apocalypse. Monday, go on a date. Tuesday, clear the dungeon. Friday, freak out. The clock is ticking. <laughs> so this strange. is the one where we keep talking press R2 to hold hands. We've yes. been saying that for years. Um, it, it kind of in the JRPG elements reminds me a lot of Persona. Um, but I've never minded a good dating action game too, or a dating game in general, dating visual novel. I've never minded those games. I actually always really love those games. So Eternite sounds like a recipe for success for me. I think this is a day one purchase. I know I'm not going to get a key for this, but I'm, I'm going to buy this day one, even though I won't play it right away. And it's not that expensive. It's only $27. Yeah, uh, it's it's like half the price of it. And, and that's perfect, dude. Like, yeah, for the, yeah. no one would have bought this game at 60 or 70 bucks. Right. So I had this one ranked really high on Thunderdome. I'm very excited for it. And this was a bumped up release date. This was actually supposed to come out uh, I think the last week of the month, but they're they're putting it out this week instead. So that's kind of cool. Game number two, also coming on Tuesday to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch, Myth Force. Inspired by beloved Saturday morning cartoons, Myth Force unites swords and sorcery with gripping first-person combat in a new roguelike adventure. Brave the dungeon alone or join forces with friends to take on an ever-changing castle of evil. This game looks dope. I love the art style of this game. This it just looks exactly like the old like He-Man, She-Ra, that kind of style of cartoon animation. Yep, just in video game form. Yeah, I guess, I guess you know it. it I, I don't even know, like, what to expect fully from a game like this. Like, is the story going to... I don't know. I don't know. But it, I think it looks super rad, and I'm, like, excited to see how this one's received. Because if it's received well, there is online co-op for this game, and I think I would love it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not something that I anticipate buying on the first day or even the first week. But again, the reviews drop, and... If it's another 2023 game and it gets a fucking high 80, low 90 type right. thing, then I probably will buy it. And this would be really fun probably to go through co-op if there's online co-op, which I assume there is. There is. That's what that's what Steam says. Online well, there you go. Yeah. See, that would be a lot of fun to do together. Um, but yeah, it's it's a game that I certainly have my eye on. Just like game number three, which I think we're probably both buying this week as well. Uh, Coming yeah. on Wednesday to PC and Nintendo Switch, Gunbrella. Gunbrella is a gritty noir punk action adventure set in a world dependent on a rapidly diminishing natural resource. Fill the rain-soaked boots of a gruff woodsman on a quest for revenge, entering an unfamiliar town armed only with the titular Gunbrella, a high-caliber firearm that doubles as an umbrella. Your heart... <laughs> 
<laughs> Your hard-nosed investigation soon becomes entangled with the inner workings of a creepy cable cabal of ghouls and gangsters, cops and cultists, and the fallout of corporate exploitation. This game's gonna be great. It looks so good. It's Devolver Digital, uh, and I, I'm always immediately interested in anything that they publish. So I'm right there, ready, waiting for Gumbrella. I think. Oh, this is also, by the way, this should this should be pointed out. This is the same developers as Gato Roboto, which is a game it that is. I love dearly. Uh, which Gato I think, Roboto if you is. pre-order this on Steam, you get a free copy of Gato Roboto. I right? believe that's yeah. true. Yes, I believe pre-orders come with a free copy of Gato Roboto or or something something along the lines of that. But uh, yes, that's true. I just checked. Uh, so pre-purchase bonus, and you get Gato Roboto for free, which is so much fun. Gato Roboto was a really fun game. It's like a two to three hour long metroidvania that was so cute and so awesome i anticipate that gumbrella is going to be somewhere along the same lines of scope just a really well tuned refined side scroller action platformer in the but i imagine it's longer than two to three hours I don't know. I think Doinksoft has kind of hit a sweet spot with this type of game. The game is only $15 as well. And That's so, true. So it's it's hard to say, but um, Devolver's I wish they could five to publish to six, it, which means five I'm to six happy hours. to look at it. Yeah, it, it may be closer to that. So we'll see. I mean, it comes out in a couple days, and I think that this one's going to... I think it looks great. I'm very excited. I'm probably going to pick it up on Switch and won't play it for a week or two, but I'm going to get it. Yeah, I will probably buy it on PC, um, but I don't know. I don't know. I may get it on Switch as well. I'm not sure. I won't be touching game number four. Game number four, coming on Wednesday to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. I hated the first one. I would probably hate this one too. Super Bomberman R2. The latest title of the party battle game series. The game features not only offline battles that can be played with family and friends, but also online battles that connect players from all over the world, as well as a single player mode. In addition to the well-known standard Grand Prix and Battle 64, a new battle mode called Castle, in which players are divided into attack side and castle side to battle for the treasure. I thought Super Bomberman R absolutely sucked, and I felt bad because Konami sent an actual physical copy of the game to me for review back when sure. uh, Level Down Games was in full swing and we were getting quite a few things from publishers and developers. Uh, Konami only ever sends because they also sent me like a physical copy of um, something else too. It may have been either Ground Zeroes or Phantom Pain or something. I don't remember. But... Um, Oh, shit, I wish I remembered. I have it somewhere on the shelf. Oh, Metal Gear Survive. Another oh, yeah. shitty game. They sent me two terrible games. They sent me Metal Gear Survive and Super Bomberman R. <laughs> <laughs> I had to look over on my shelf to remember which one they actually sent me back in the day. Um, I was not into... I gave Super Bomberman R a very low score. Um, I was never a Bomberman fan in general, but something about the Super Bomberman R series being a deviation from the regular Bomberman games, which I didn't even enjoy that much anyway, I really did not like these games. I, You know, I liked the old Bomberman stuff, but I'm not interested in any of this stuff anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, they're just... It's it's a it's a gameplay mechanic that to me, even though they try to update it and make it feel modern, still feels very dated in the 90s, which I already didn't like back in the 90s. So it's just not a series that's for me. I won't be touching this one at all. Sure. Game number five, I probably won't touch either. It's some DLC, but I think you might jump into it at some point. Coming on Wednesday, 
Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, The Hidden Treasure of Area Zero, Part 1, The Teal Mask. The first adventure in The Hidden Treasure of Area Zero, the new downloadable content for the blockbuster Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet video games, uh, will launch, well, okay, Nintendo, will launch on September 13th. In Part 1, The Teal Mask, players take on a school trip to the land of Kitakami, where they join an outdoor study program held jointly between their academy and another school. Players can look forward to meeting Pokemon not found in the Paldea region while unearthing the mysteries behind an old Kitakami folktale. You, you liked Scarlet and Violet. I did, and I think that I'm probably going to pick this up eventually, but not immediately. Did we ever find out if it was part of the expansion pack or I don't expansion pass? No, it, I'm almost positive it's not. I have the expansion pass, and so if it is, I get it. But I'm I'm almost positive it's not. I will probably pick this up eventually. Yeah, it's something I could definitely see you going through. I think part two is set to come out before the end of the year, so both will be available by. Or maybe beginning of next year, I don't know. But both will be available within the next few months. I know a lot of people are looking forward to this, but I also know a lot of people weren't super big on Scarlet and Violet, so... I loved Scarlet and Violet, man. Yeah, you definitely did. You definitely did. I still have not played it. I actually don't even own either one of them yet, so... Uh, but that's kind of par for the course for me with Pokemon. I always get excited about them, think, yeah, this is the one I'm going to jump into, and then I never do. Or if I do, I only play a few hours and never finish them like I did with Pokemon Let's Go and Pokemon Legends Arceus. <laughs> I'll just play a little bit and then never go back to them. Right. But that's just what I do with Pokemon. It's a shame. It's a yeah. shame. They're so good. Yeah. Game number six will be a Gamefly game for me as long as I can free up a space before it comes out. Coming on Thursday to PC, PS5, and Xbox Series. I really wish this was on Game Pass and I wouldn't have to worry about it. Ad Infinitum. Play as a German soldier haunted by the horrors of the Great War. While your mind grapples with memories of your family home and the trenches on the front, you try to break the endless cycle of suffering. Trapped between the walls of your family home and the trenches of World War I, you try to piece together your past and take back control of your life. I think this looks and sounds really cool. I've been waiting for this. It was originally set to come out earlier this year before it was delayed till now. Um, reminds me somewhat of Atomic Heart, which I played earlier this year in that like pseudo horror style, but not fully a horror game. Um, I, I think this one looks really cool. I like games that are also set in a in a setting of World War One, the Great War. So this is something that I definitely want to check out. If I don't have space for it on Gamefly by the time it comes out, it will be something I rent eventually once shit slows down and I have some time to go back and play some of these games that have been releasing that I just couldn't rent from Gamefly. That new Amnesia game was set in World War One. You haven't want, played that yet either. Amnesia no, I know. Amnesia Bunkers, yeah, which came out a few months ago. Yeah, I haven't yeah. played that yet. Yeah, I have not played that one yet either. But it, I mean, I've played... The other amnesias, which are all super, super creepy and super fun. Um, I know I'd like that one too, but yeah, I just haven't had a chance to do that one yet either, unfortunately. Game number seven, another game that you and I both might pick up. I know this one looks great too. Coming on Thursday to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch, Axolotl. And that's AK-Zolotl. <laughs> The cutest, deadliest, and only chop-down roguelike shooter featuring AK-wielding axolotls. Blast your way through the animal kingdom with an arsenal of kick-ass guns, mighty power-ups, and even raise an army of trigger-happy baby axolotls. 
While cute in appearance, the axolotl is packing some serious heat and will shoot down anything that stands between them and their next meal. This game looks great. It looks very stupid and I love it. It looks so good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. It looks so good. I know Seb's very interested in this one as well. Um, this looks like so much fun. Very much in the same style, but different art style of Gunbrella. You know, these two indie games. I can't imagine this one being longer than five to six hours either from start to finish. Um, perfect type of game, man. I love these style of games. I really want to play this one too. Game number eight, coming on Thursday to PC, Deceit 2. Deceit 2 is a six to nine player social deduction horror game where two among you have been infected. Whilst the infected do the game master's bidding, the innocent must work together to escape the ritual whilst deducing who is plotting against them. So who can you trust? Remember when Deceit first came out, the original, how big that was on Twitch? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I imagine this one's going to follow a similar course. It probably will. I think it'll be fun to watch and see if it does because it's it's at least entertaining. Yeah. These games, I mean, there was a time when I wanted to jump into Deceit, but I never bought it and never did. Um, it's a game that I know I would enjoy. I I just would like to play it with a multitude of friends, which, you know, all I really have that like these kind of games would be Sean, you or Mitch probably. Right. Um, and I don't know if it reviews well, if it seems fun after watching it for several hours on Twitch, there's a chance I maybe pick it up. But as of right now, I'm planning on just this just being a watch on Twitch type of a game for me whenever sure. I'm bored. Sure. Game number nine, probably another purchase for me this week. Coming on Thursday to Nintendo Switch, Batten Kaidos 1 and 2 HD Remaster. Even though I've already played both games, I just want it for the collection. Two JRPG masterpieces return. Batten Kaidos Eternal Wings in the Lost Ocean and Batten Kaidos Origins are back with improved graphics and new features to aid game progression, making them even easier to play. A long time ago, there was a great conflict between the evil god and the people. After a fierce battle, the people managed to seal off the evil god, but what was left behind was only a desolate land. The people thus chose to abandon the land and live in the sky. Such fairy tales were passed down as legends. At this time, people had wings called Wings of the Heart and lived a peaceful life. It was an era of long-lasting tranquility, but the collapse had quietly begun. When a young man calls your name, the name of the spirit, the story begins to unfold. A story set on a floating continent in the sky, where thoughts and prayers intersect. These two games released originally back on the GameCube, and I fucking loved both of these games. I played them to completion back then. I never played either of them, but I know that these are like... These are considered like the the gems of the GameCube era, man. These are the ones that people still talk about. Are oh, dude, you should so. pick this up and, and go through these. These are so fun. I know Sev said something similar, right? He never played these on the GameCube either. He's really looking forward to picking this collection up to finally play through these. They're, they're card battlers, right? Like the, the combat is all about drawing cards and using cards to do damage. Um... I don't usually like those kind of games, but right. this game just did it so well and so perfect. And the graphics were gorgeous back then, touched up now. I mean, that's that's awesome. This is a game I want for my collection. Even if I don't play through both games to completion again, I just want this for the shelf collection or more realistically, the digital collection. <laughs> I don't buy anything physical anymore. I don't know when I'd have time to play it, though. That's the thing, know. you know, I know, I know. Game number 10, coming on Thursday to PC, Xbox Series, and Nintendo Switch. It might be coming elsewhere, but those were the only platforms I could find. Uh, I called this last week Ugly, a Severin D story. <laughs> 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 but the name is actually just called Ugly. 
and I think this game looks sick. In this dark and twisted fairy tale, nothing is as it seems. Explore the desolated re uh, recesses of a tormented nobleman's mind as you progress through challenging puzzle rooms and topple towering bosses in this reflective puzzle platformer. I fucking love the art style. I think the gameplay looks so much fun. I'm probably going to pick this up. It looks bonkers, man. It, it, you know, I don't I don't know where all these games come from. This it just looks it this looks really cool. Uh I gosh, I want to I want to play this one. Yeah, especially again, it's a Severn D story. <laughs> Severn D story, ugly. <laughs> Hiding behind a keyboard. Hiding behind it. Though we've finally seen what he looks like. I mean, he's we did. We he's got a little bit fella. more. Uh, yeah, you know, handsome as you can get over in the UK, I guess. I, I, as handsome as they make him. <laughs> they don't say handsome. They say what a what a strapping chap. I think is strapping young lad. Yeah, something like that. Game number 11, also coming on Thursday to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, and Xbox One. The Crew Motorfest. Not Murderfest. Motorfest. I like Murderfest. Me too. Welcome to Motorfest. This all-year-round festival will let you enjoy the best experiences car culture has to offer. This time, the crew has settled down in one of the most breathtaking places on Earth the island of Oahu, Hawaii. Join high-speed street races through the bustling city of Honolulu, test your skills off-road on the ashy slopes of a volcano, or master the perfect curve on the tracks. Cool setting for this game. I think some of the visuals in this game and some of the, the races and locales you're moving through look really cool, especially that, like, night neon-type city that we saw in one of the gameplay trailers. Um, but this is just Forza Horizon with a different name on it to me. Right. I have no interest in the Crew Motorfest. I didn't, I played, I think, the Crew either one or two for a little bit. I rented it. Actually, didn't rent it. I actually played it through Ubisoft's Uplay, Uplay Plus when that was uh, something I subscribed to for a bit for Valhalla, maybe? Um, Assassin's Creed. But I have no interest in checking this one out. Maybe once it comes to Game Pass, because it will eventually, right? All the Ubisoft games do eventually. I'll check it out, but I have no interest in doing so right away. I had this ranked really, really low on my Thunderdome list. You did. Like, very low. Uh, racing games aren't for me, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, you had this one quite low. Our 12th and final game this week coming on Friday to PC, Wandering Sword. Wandering Sword is a Chinese martial arts RPG where you play a young swordsman caught up in a feud and nearly dies. Escaping the event puts you on a path of pursuing the highest form of martial arts and exploring the pugilistic world to become the great hero you are always destined to be. I think this one looks actually kind of cool, and I was surprised that so many people had it wishlisted on Steam. Yeah, this looks like Octopath Traveler. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I like how these Chinese games are really starting to become more of a thing here in the States, right? Sure. We're getting a lot more studios based in China partnering up or just figuring out ways to self-publish here in the States and elsewhere. Uh, Sony has been working really closely with a lot of Chinese studios, right? That's why we're getting things like Black Myth Wukong, um, that other, what, what was that? Something, something in the sky or something. I don't remember exactly what it's called. Um, or Winds of the Sky or something. I don't know. Sev might remember the actual Whoa name Long? That we saw. Well, Long was another one. Yeah. Whoa Bruce Long Doff was story. another one. Yeah. yeah the Bruce Doff story. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's just been a, an influx of Chinese developed games coming. And I think that's cool because by and large, we never really got that many Chinese developed games. And 
it's crazy that what we were missing because their take on mythology and stories and stuff is a lot of times drastically different from what you get from American or European based studios. So yeah, super cool. That's why I really fell in love with um, Sword and Fairy last year or two years ago whenever I played that. Right. So different. But man, I fucking loved it. Um, So I probably will check this out at some point. Maybe not right away, but at some point. Pick of the week this uh, for me this week actually is going to be Eternites. This one, I, man, this is the first time we've disagreed in a while. Gunbrella. Yeah, I knew you were going to go Gunbrella. I knew this would be the week that you and I disagreed on. Um, I'm very excited for Gunbrella. I'm very excited for Axolotl. I am very excited for Batch and Kaidos want to do HD remaster. But Eternites is something that I have been dying to press R2 just to hold those hands since we first saw that in a trailer. I can't wait. I think that game looks like so much fun. And the the sound design in that one, too, based on what we've seen from the trailers and the music, seems really dope as well. So I can't wait to jump into that. But that is the end, finally, of the seven-day forecast. Looking ahead as we move into the extended forecast, we do have some release dates to confirm, a delay to talk about as well. Ira releases on October 3rd. Gargoyles Remastered, which, my God, does that remastered version look yeah, so cool good, dude. How that, dude? It looks it just looks like the cartoon, man. so good. That's definitely a day one purchase for me. I love the cartoon. I love the original Gargoyles on the Genesis. The remastered version is coming on October 19th. EA Sports UFC 5, which is the first M-rated UFC game, which is kind of crazy, releases on October 27th. Stray Souls releases on October 31st. Perfect game for Halloween. Plate Up releases on November 2nd. And EA Sports WRC, another racing game, releases on November 3rd. Our delay this week, Alone in the Dark, the reboot, the the reboot of the original Alone in the Dark, was set to come out later this month. It has now been delayed to January 16th, 2024. So not nearly as big of a release date roundup or delay discussion as we had last week on the show. We just had a couple days to get through. Last week we had two weeks to cover, and that was Gamescom week. So, but hey, we got a good one this week, Gargoyles Remastered. So we're looking forward to that. Looks tight. Yeah. And then looking ahead to next week, we do have some big games coming next week. And this is just a small sample. There are a plethora of games coming. May have 12 plus next week as well. Lies of P, which is going to be on Game Pass. I'm very excited about that. That Bloodborne style game. Mortal Kombat 1, which is a day one purchase for me. That game looks like so much fun. Uh, The spinoff game that I talked about from The Legend of Heroes, The Legend of Neyuta, Boundless Trails, that also releases officially next week. Sev's most anticipated game, Party Animals, (laughs) drops next week as well. That's also on Game Pass 2, I believe. I think so, yeah. Could be wrong, but I think it is. And Payday 3, which is also on Game Pass next week. That's on Game Pass, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people looking forward to Payday 3, your nephews for sure. And I think you said you might even jump into it with them. Oh, you know, if they play it, there's always a chance I will. Yeah. Just to get it. Though we did get them to play Texas Chainsaw Massacre with us, and we haven't even been back to it in like two weeks now. I know, we gotta hop back in. There's so so many games to play, but yeah, we definitely gotta hop back into that. I miss miss playing it. It's so much fun. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. It's so much fun. But that's the end of the extended forecast, and I think that'll bring us to the end of Play on Arrival this week, Kyle. Why don't you uh, whip it out, take us out, bring out the pee-pee. I'm, I'm going to do something here that I don't normally do, I think, but it's uh, it's going to be going back a couple months here, but also looking forward, I think, uh, and jumping on the bandwagon of the Internet's most viral sensation, and that's Oliver Anthony. Uh, Oliver Anthony uh, popped off a couple months ago on YouTube with his song, Rich Men, North of Richmond. <laughs> 
um, which I, I I think it went viral so big for a reason because oh, very specific reason. It's so good and it's so relatable, and I think that man just can sing and play that guitar like nobody else. And and I've been I it's been in like a constant rotation for me. But not just that song. I've gone on and listened to a lot of his other stuff, and I think he's wildly talent talented. He's got a song called "Ain't Got a Dollar" that I think is great. He's got um there's remixes to his songs. He did a, a remix of Richmond North of Richmond with Dax the rapper uh, that I think is really fantastic. Just go that, listen that to that just his dropped music. the other day actually. Yeah, it's so good, man. Very good. Go listen to his music. Go support the the homegrown artist Oliver Anthony. This episode of Play on Arrival, the weekly video game forecast has been brought to you by rpgera.com. Please remember to leave us a rating and a review regardless of which platform you're listening on. If you want more of us, check us out on YouTube and make sure you're subscribed or following with notifications on. Links to where we can be found on social media as well as to our Discord server and all other important information can be found in the show notes for the episode.